Florida's fantastic, but I, I don't think that's because Ron DeSantis is governor. I think Florida's a, a great place to live, and I think it's actually being become harder to live in Florida. So Carrie Lake went on Patrick Bed David's podcast and tried to gaslight the audience into thinking Florida would be the same with Democrats. Being become harder to live in Florida. As a guy that's a fan of uh, uh, both DeSantis and Trump policies, uh, I can comfortably say DeSantis uh, is the reason why we're here with the policy. DeSantis deserves no credit at all, right? Why is she lying so obviously with such an obvious lie that everyone knows she's lying? Well, I guess now she just parrots whatever Trump says, and Trump said this earlier this year with the same fake talking point. Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime. It's really bad. Not because of the governor, thank you, Mr. President, for doing that, but it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. Considering we have California, a place with just as good, if not better weather than Florida, and millions of people are leaving to states like Florida, it proves that theory wrong, that all you need is sunny weather in order to get a good government and a good policy. Well, you got along with Gavin Newsom? I did, I really did. He was always very nice to me. He said the greatest things. He would say things like he's doing a great job. In fact, the governments of New York and California lost upwards of a trillion dollars to states like Texas and Florida strictly because of policy and how the governors navigated the coronavirus. How in the world are we ever going to beat the Democrats when we're idolizing politicians and radio hosts that think you're stupid? They literally think you're dumb. And if DeSantis is such a bad candidate, why do they have to keep pathologically lying in order to make him look bad? Can't they just tell the truth? He did force vaccines. He did force face masks on our kids. So he tries to act like um, he was perfect. And Florida was open. Santa's forced vaccines on kids. I'm going in, folks. And you know I have the receipts. God bless you guys. Dream Rare Podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Dream Rare Podcast. So you know if you watch my show, I don't really care who says what. I like the truth, and uh, I don't understand this new strategy of just pathologically lying in order to win an election. does not appeal to me, so I'm going to point this out real quick because I understand people who say, I don't like DeSantis for this reason, or I think DeSantis should just stay in Florida. He's doing a pretty good job in Florida, and we don't need him to combat Trump or whatever. That makes a little bit more sense than someone who just says that DeSantis deserves zero credit for Florida and that, you know, it would be just as good with a Democrat. This is the new Trump talking point. So Kerry Lake, who pretty much just parrots Trump no matter what he says, is now saying the same thing. And it's just diabolical and insane. I mean, I can't just sit here and listen to this stuff without being like, why, why are they so comfortable lying to your face? Do they think we're stupid or something? Listen to these two clips of Kerry Lake and Trump trying to convince you that Florida would be the same under Charlie Crist, a Democrat, or anybody else. Like, it doesn't matter who's there. It's just the sunny weather. It's just a nice place to live. So that must mean that the policies would be good, even though we have California to prove that wrong. Here, take a listen. 
I mean, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. Florida's fantastic. But I, I don't think that's because Ron DeSantis is governor. I think Florida's a, a great place to live. And I think it's actually being become harder to live in Florida. As a guy that's a fan of uh, uh, both DeSantis and Trump policies, uh, I can comfortably say DeSantis uh, is the reason why we're here with the policies. For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out-of-control crime. It's really bad, not because of the governor. Thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis. I'm not, and I hope people are paying attention and not just like pooping out their mouth. Um, I'm not saying you have to like Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying you have to trust Ron DeSantis. I'm not saying you have to vote for Ron DeSantis. But if your way, the only way that you can beat Ron DeSantis is by diabolically and pathologically lying and saying that a Democrat could run Florida just as good and it was fine before and say that he deserves no credit for anything it does is just provably and factually false. And now you've just become a liar in your pursuit of politics. Let me show you two headlines real quick. And I want to read the articles. This was Trump earlier this year. Uh, he said that the descent that DeSantis is Florida is among the worst states to work, retire or raise a family. Trump went on this email. I don't know if it was him or his team just trying to gaslight you into thinking Florida is one of the worst states for everything. I'm going to read that. And this one proves what they're saying wrong. New York and California each lost one trillion dollars after major financial firms moved to Texas and Florida. So because of the policies of Gavin Newsom and because of the policies of New York, uh, the Democrat policies, they left and they lost almost a trillion dollars during the pandemic. This proves their theory wrong, right? I don't care if you want to vote for this person or vote for this person. It's literally pathologically insane to say that the only reason that Florida is a good place to live is because of the sunny weather and it's not the policies. And, you know, good for Patrick Bad David for stepping up and being like, listen, that's not true because I know he had his business in other states and he moved to Florida specifically because of the conservative policies there. And especially during the pandemic, you know, that was a huge reason millions of people moved there. And it's just good to be honest about it. It's like, hey, you know, if you don't like Ron DeSantis for this, this and this reason and it adds up and it cashes out, then say that. But if you have it really is weird to me that these people have to lie so hard about him in order to try to make him look bad and just straight up lie to their audience as if they think you're like idiots or something like you're just going to put up with that and believe it. And it's like you think the sunny weather. That's what Trump tried to say. It, it wouldn't have mattered if a Democrat won. You know, Charlie Chris would have done just as good of a job. What about Andrew Gillum? Do you think if Andrew Gillum beat Ron DeSantis in an election, that Florida would be exactly the same? Do you think that they would have opened up as quick as they opened up? Do you think they would have competed with uh, with New York and California and tried to, you know, push different policies? Or do you think that Andrew Gillum would have done exactly what Cuomo and Newsom did? I have no idea, but I would guess he would have done what most of the Democrats did. So I don't think it's the same. Let me read this real quick. It's just a Herald Tribune. I mean, this was an email blast. I looked at it in full. I did a video about it. Trump tried to put out an email and he said that the real DeSantis record is one of misery and despair. He tried to say that Florida is among the worst states to raise a family, work 
and retire to be a police officer. Like he did this whole email list where it's like Florida is one of the worst states for literally everything. And it's just stupid because it's like, listen, bro, if you say I'm better on foreign policy, vote for me over DeSantis. Sure. If you say I'm better at this than DeSantis, vote for me. I'll be like, sure. But if you move to Florida, Trump runs away from Democrats, right? Because they're persecuting him in New York City. He flees to Florida, moves his official residence there because he wants to be around conservatives that aren't going to prosecute him and throw him in jail. Fair. I get it. Uh, and then he sits there and he's like, you know what? I'm going to throw out an email and say that Florida is one of the place, worst places to live. Florida is one of the worst places to retire. Carrie Lake's out there gaslighting like, oh, Florida was great before. Descent. Yeah, of course, it's a nice place to live. But the policy of it and his record has been extraordinary compared to most other states. And I know for a fact, living in a sunny state with paradise weather, it doesn't mean that your state's going to have millions of people fleeing to it. California has better weather than Florida. It's got some of the best real estate in America, yet millions of people are leaving paradise. Why are they leaving paradise? Because of taxes, because of uh, policy, because of crime, like they were talking about. But why is there so much crime? There's a few reasons, but the you know liberal left-wing prosecutors do not help the crime. And these people are just sitting here trying to convince Trump supporters, conservatives and, and Republicans like it has nothing to do with DeSantis. It would be just as good if a Democrat won it. I want to play this clip real quick because it's this weird new gaslighting that they're doing where they're like, you know, it, it doesn't even matter whether a Republican wins in Florida or not. And this is a Trump talking up Gavin Newsom. I don't I, I guess they're friends or whatever. I used to get along. Great with him, you know. When I was president, I had along, you know, got along really good, Gavin. Well, but you got along with Gavin Newsom. I did. I really did. He was always very nice to me. Said the greatest things. He would say things like, "He's doing a great job." Oh, he was very about nice. you. About me. That's why I could never hit him because he was so nice to me. So Trump can never criticize Gavin Newsom. He could never hit Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom's nice to him, despite what Gavin Newsom's done to the best state in the country or one of them. You know, let's not criticize anybody who just sucks up to me, but let's say that Florida is one of the worst states to live in. It doesn't matter if a Democrat wins. How are we ever going to win on a national scale if we have leaders like Trump and Kerry Lake who will look you in the eye, say something that you know is not true, and just expect you to suck it up and swallow it? I don't understand it. Here's her, and listen, I'm fine with criticizing DeSantis on coronavirus and his response and the fact that maybe he dragged his feet too long or that he was promoting the vaccine for a couple months. Please call out DeSantis, do it, but do it accurately. The same way I call out Trump, I do it accurately. I don't just make up stuff and say, oh, Trump was for vaccine mandates and he was injecting like kids with vaccine. Like, I don't say that because it's not true. I say that Trump did Operation Warp Speed. It's a socialist scheme because it's not capitalism. It's taxpayer funded, taxpayer bought. The reason the vaccines are free, you can't even go to CVS and get free water, but you could get a free flu shot and a, and a free COVID shot. Isn't that a little weird? They love your health, but they won't even give you water, which you need to survive, but they give you a free COVID shot. The reason it's free is because it's taxpayer funded and taxpayer bought. It's all socialist. So I'll talk about that scheme and say he set us up. But I don't say that he mandated it because he never did. I'll say he played into the hands of the left and allowed them to do this stuff by just not having foresight. But I'll never sit and pathologically lie to you guys about mandates. But Carrie Lake does. She's saying that DeSantis forced vaccinated people, that he was in on the mandates. And even Patrick Bet David's like, what are you talking about? Like, these people don't even respect you enough to tell the truth. They're like, we are their overlords. They will bow down to us. They love us. They idolize us. And we don't even have to tell the truth anymore. We could lie as much as left-wing media. People will eat our shit. They don't care. Listen to her. And like Patrick McDavid's like, what are you talking about, lady? Why are you lying so much? 
on that um, face-off between DeSantis. Let's let us not forget that DeSantis also shut the beaches down. DeSantis took a page out of Gavin Newsom's playbook. Despite what he says, he shut the beaches down. He did force vaccines. He did force face masks on our kids. So he tries to act like um, he was perfect. And Florida was open. DeSantis forced vaccines on kids? He forced vaccines on people, on workers. He forced face masks on children. And he was for all that. DeSantis was for all of that. So he thinks that we forgot that as well. Now, granted, he didn't continue the misery as long. Was it one month or a couple weeks on what it was? It was a little more than that. It was a little more than that. The beaches were shut down to people. Right. So anybody who shuts a beach down, I mean. So, and anybody who shuts a beach down, right? Except for her overlord Donald Trump, when he requested that Florida shuts down their beaches longer, because her overlord Trump butters her bread and makes her famous, so she can't call out Trump when he does that. But when DeSantis does it, here's a clip of Florida's beaches open and DeSantis actually, uh, or Trump telling DeSantis that he should shut them back down. Let us not forget that DeSantis also shut the beaches down. DeSantis took a page out of Gavin Newsom's playbook. Despite what he says, he shut the beaches down. Hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. We don't want them gathering. And I see they do gather, including on beaches and including in restaurants. So Trump requested that Florida shut down their beaches even longer than they did. So fact check true. DeSantis at one point, I don't believe he had things open, right? He closed down. I agree. Too long. A day is too long. But then when he opened them, Trump was telling him to shut them back down again. But Kerry Lake won't mention that. Because she can't. DeSantis forced vaccinated kids. He was in on mandates. No, does anyone like she doesn't care. And this is what's happening. I've talked about it for like a year or two years in Trump world. They've gotten so intellectually lazy and not just Trump world. A lot of these Republican influencers who you guys just made famous and made millions of dollars. And now they get to go around college campuses and yell at liberal kids and stuff and make them more liberal because nobody likes them. You know, they haven't intellectually challenged themselves in years. They face the dumbest 19-year-old liberals they have on their friends all the time. Vivek comes on and they act like they're best friends. They ask no journalistic questions. They interview Trump. They ask no journalistic questions. So the, the, the IQ level, or rather maybe the intellectual curiosity of a lot of influencers and people in this world, they're just getting dumber and dumber and faker and faker because they haven't challenged themselves, but nobody ever calls it out. So they just keep doing it. It's like, They don't have to think about what they're saying because they can just repeat whatever they want and people will just put it up with it. And I know why Carrie Lake does the first one. Uh, It's because Trump did it. I'm going to play that clip again because I want it to sink into people. I don't care if you vote for Trump. I don't care if you like Carrie Lake and buy her books or listen to her speak or whatever. But if you don't have the respect for yourself in order to be like, listen, I like you, but acting like Florida would be exactly the same with a Democrat is insane. Acting like Florida is only nice because of the sunny weather is insane. And if they're saying this to you, they think so lowly of you, like these idiot peasants will literally listen to us gaslight them and they won't say a damn thing. Like they're getting so fake and so stupid and so deranged. And with COVID, now she's tweeting because she got a lot of backlash. She's like, let's not talk about COVID record anymore. You know, we could all point at each other, but like, let's not talk about it. Well, you did talk about it on a podcast and then you got called out for lying and everyone knows you lied. Even your own supporters are saying you lied. Now you don't want to talk about it because you don't talk about it accurately. Let's talk about it accurately. Let's talk about Trump's coronavirus record accurately. Let's talk about Democrats coronavirus record 
accurately. Let's talk about the money printing accurately. Let's talk about DeSantis's failures when it comes to COVID accurately. But just because you don't like them doesn't mean you could just make up stuff. It would be like me being like Trump took a baseball bat and hit somebody in the head and opened it up and a Wuhan flu came out and he took it and he threw it at someone's face and they died of coronavirus. Like, am I allowed to just say stuff like that? Because I don't I don't want to vote for Trump in the primary. No, I try to stick to the facts and show people logically why I'm going to vote the way I vote if I even vote at all. I don't just make up crap, but it's that begs the question for me. It's like, listen, I do think that DeSantis is a flawed politician. I do think that he has some questionable people surrounding him. And I do think that he's done some questionable things among some really, really great things. So this is the question you have to ask yourself with people like Trump and Kerry Lake. If DeSantis is so much worse than Donald Trump, why can't you just lean into the obvious truth that we all could see in order to make him look bad? Why do you constantly have to gaslight and lie to us about him in order to get us not to like him? Why do you have to constantly have double standards for him and Trump and be like, well, he closed down beaches. Okay, well, Trump told him to close down beaches when he opened up beaches, but you won't say that. It's the same way a lot of Trump influencers will be like, I can't vote for Vivek because he sold the vaccine. He sold the vaccine. Okay, fair. Trump sold the vaccine and funded the vaccine and rushed the vaccine and brags about the vaccine and calls himself the father of the vaccine. So does that stop you from voting for him since you have such flimsy standards for Vivek? Well, no, because I'm a pathological liar. No, because I need to eat Mar-a-Lago steaks. It's like these people have turned into such insane pathological liars who literally don't care about anything except for their own fame, attention, and bank accounts. And they're willing to do literally anything in order to achieve that. It's like, at what point do we not even have a movement anymore? How in the world are we going to win America when we can't even look at Florida and be like, listen, I don't want to vote for Ron DeSantis for president, but I have to admit, as a governor, he's done a lot of good policies. He's combated certain liberal corporations harder than anybody. He's done stuff in the schools for the kids that most people didn't do. He opened up sports early. The UFC was competing in Florida in 2020. He basically like saved that entire sports league and made them probably billions of dollars. He didn't force vaccinate people. He fought what was one of the hardest people fighting against it. How, but I don't want to vote for him. You can't even say that. You got to be like, oh no, he, he, you know, he's such a bad guy that even a Democrat could run Florida because it's sunny. All you have to do is look at California to, to disprove that theory in five seconds, but they hope that you're so stupid and so subservient to their lives that you don't even do the intellectual, uh, you know, uh, work of doing that work and being like, wait, that's not true. They, they know they have no standards. Like they can just say whatever they want. And nobody and it's like, oh, but it's start, people are starting to figure this stuff out. I'm going to play this clip again, because if this doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. I'll read some comments, talk about it a little more. And I want to get on some more stories soon. But I am interested in the fact that our party is falling so far. I mean, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. Florida's fantastic. But I, I don't think that's because Ron DeSantis is governor. I think Florida's a, a great place to live. And I think it's actually being become harder to live in Florida. As a guy that's a fan of uh, uh, both DeSantis and Trump policies, uh, I can comfortably say DeSantis uh, is the reason why we're here with the policies. For those of you that didn't notice, Florida was doing great long before Ron DeSantis got there. People are fleeing from New York to Florida and other places because of high taxes and out of control crime. It's really bad, not because of the governor, thank you, Mr. President, for doing that. But it's not because of the governor. Florida was doing fantastically. You had a governor named Rick Scott who did a very good job. Even Charlie Crist, a Democrat, did a good job, and he had very good numbers. Sunshine and ocean are very alluring. 
It's not too hard to work with those factors. So just remember, Florida was doing really well long before Ron DeSantis got. Hey, patriots, here's how we're going to beat the Democrats, patriots, by pretending like it doesn't matter if a Democrat or Republican won in Florida, even though probably that election between Andrew Gillum and DeSantis did more to save the country than anything because Florida's response to the coronavirus after two months saved the country in many ways. I understand. I'm willing to say DeSantis messed up for too long. DeSantis dragged his feet for too long. But here's another thing with Trump and DeSantis. It's like you could point the blame at both of them. Trump was constantly pressuring people to lock down harder. There's there's an article that came out recently with proof that Trump was telling DeSantis weeks after or, or days after that he opened up to lock back down. He told Sweden to lock back down. He told Georgia to lock back down. So it's like we could criticize both of them, but people like Kerry Lake are just like making shit up in order to just make the sense. Oh, he forced vaccinated kids. Oh, Florida would be fine with the Democrat. Trump's like, oh, it's just the sunny weather. Like these people are diabolical, pathological liars. This is not the Trump movement that lured me in in 2016 and 2017. I like the truth. I like the fact that he said he was going to drain the swamp. He hired the swamp. He doesn't tell the truth anymore, and he doesn't need to tell the truth anymore because he knows that his base is subservient to him. If he says up is up, people say, of course, up is up. And then if the next day he said down is up, they'd say, well, down is up, or he made a mistake, or it's okay because he's trying to throw off the deep state. It's like there is no logic, rhyme, or reason to the the movement anymore it's basically just like how hard can you idol worship a guy who sells vaccines harder than bill gates and in order to protect him you just have to basically just make up anything you can about anybody that runs against them even if it's not true it's it's literally nuts to me so let me know what you guys think i'm going to read some comments someone said carrie lake is another liberal cosplaying as a conservative just like trump Here's what I will say, okay? Because I have a lot of friends that really like Carrie Lake. I've never met her. She's a very talented woman, right? I always try to be as respectful as possible. Let me get to it. I want to be complimentary because I'm not just going to act like Carrie Lake's horrible or anything. She's very impressive, right? She's very smart. She's very witty. In interviews with liberal media, she has good one-liners. You know what I'm saying? She's caught my attention many times. She's definitely a very impressive speaker. And I believe that comes from her role as like a radio person. She's been a radio person in Arizona for a long time. Nothing wrong with that. Use your God-given skills to achieve things. I'm fine with that. With that being said, I guess I would say this because we all have a story, right? And I don't like to... I don't like to act like nobody can wake up at different times because some people wake up when they're 40. Some people change their life when they're 50. Some people do it when they're 15. Everybody has their own path to where they're getting. With that being said, this is just my personal perspective. And I, I know I've met great people who've learned later, but I think for the most part, most people, if you could pick a timeline when they wake up from liberal to conservative, it's usually in their 20s or 30s because you could have, for me, I know for sure, definitely it had a lot to do with the 2016 election as well. But some of the things when it came to what Bernie Sanders was saying, what liberals and progressives were saying, I figured out once I turned 26, the first aha moment I had that Bernie Sanders was full of crap was when I started paying taxes, when I started paying for my own health care, because you could be under a parent's plan until I think you're 26 at that point you're no longer under a family plan. So Bernie Sanders is out here saying all this stuff about you could keep your health care, blah, blah, blah. Or it's, you know, it's free or whatever. And I'm in a liberal state under Gavin Newsom and my health care is now like I'm paying thousands of dollars and I have no money. And I'm listening to these Democrats tell me that it's only the wealthy and the billionaires. And I have like less than $5,000 to my name and they're just stealing money from me and I can't opt out or they steal money 
more with that penalty they have in California. So it's like once I turn 26, I call bullshit on most liberal policies because instead of just sitting in my parents' basement like everybody makes fun of progressives as doing and just idolizing my ideas of the world, I actually had to foot my own bill, pay my own rent, pay for my own health care. So really quickly, I, I woke up to the lies of the left once I started paying for my own health insurance and I started slowly debunking a lot of their lies. And it came at the same time as Trump and Bernie and Hillary and all that stuff. But even I knew in 2016 that Hillary Clinton was the most evil candidate in that election, and I would never put her name down on a ballot. With that being said, Carrie Lake voted apparently for Hillary Clinton, and she was in her 40s. So I'm just saying it's like I'm in my 20s. I have the common sense to not vote for Hillary Clinton. I understand that she's like one of the most evil politicians I've ever seen. I would never write her name down on a piece of paper ever. But Carrie Lake in her 40s, 20 years past the, the time when she woke up to liberal policies, she was a liberal her whole adult life. You know what I'm saying? Apparently she voted for Obama twice. She voted for Hillary Clinton. And then I don't even remember her in 2017 or 2018 when everybody was getting all this backlash for supporting Trump. You know, when people started coming out like myself and others like, yo, he's really not that bad. You guys are making this stuff up. She kind of came later, you know, came out of nowhere. And it's like, OK, well, now I'm the person. And, and if you disagree with me, you're you're crushing my idol and you can't. And it's like, listen, if she tells the truth, let her go. If she's better than, uh, you know, if she's better than the Democrat, vote for her. If she's interesting, listen to her. I'm not knocking her hustle, but I just find it fascinating that she voted for Hillary Clinton. Yet I'm not supposed to ever notice that she's out here gaslighting people into thinking that a Republican governor in Florida doesn't matter and it would be the same with a Democrat. Like that's the definition of this point. And I'm not saying she is, but it's like, what would a controlled opposition person want you to do? It's like, you know, governorship doesn't matter at all. And it's like, it actually does though. You know, especially if you say on a national, when I talk about national politics, I tell people, you know, Republicans put in better federal judges. Republicans put in better Supreme Court judges. Republicans do a slightly better job at border security, although they fell short. And a lot of other stuff I do think they completely fail at, but I wish they didn't. Um, but there is at least some strategic value to voting for Republicans on a national scale, although I believe it's not as big as I thought it was once. I don't think the difference of what left and right is as big as I thought it was. With that being said, I think with uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, you could see all the benefits on a local level to a governor. For example, in California, I lived under the tyranny of a Democrat governor. They pushed mask mandates longer. They pushed vaccine mandates harder. They used all of their uh, gubernational jurisdiction or whatever you want to call it to persecute people harder and harder. Their DAs are worse. Like on, on a local level, I could point to like 50 things that make more sense to vote for a Republican than a Democrat. When I go into a local election, I vote all Republican. And and I I mean, I study the candidates too, but they're always better. On, on a governor scale, I vote Republican. I would never sit and say, hey guys, it doesn't matter if a Democrat or Republican wins California. It absolutely does matter. And you could argue that it matters more on a local level than it does on a national level. And she's out here in interviews, a woman who voted for Hillary Clinton and Obama twice, a liberal radio host turned into a Trump worshiper, telling people that it doesn't matter who you vote for in Florida, essentially, because Ron DeSantis is running against Trump. And here's the thing, though, and I want to point this out because I was supposed to print it out, but now I'm going to do it late. She doesn't actually believe that. She was not saying that a year ago. And you can change your opinion, but nobody changes their opinion in eight months from 2022 to 2023. If you don't like the fact that Ron DeSantis ran against Trump, just say that. Say, I think he's unloyal and you need to bow down to Trump. Say that 
I think that he would do a worse job on foreign policy. But if you tell me late in 2022 and you say Ron DeSantis is the greatest governor we have on a local level, and then in 2023 you're on a podcast saying, oh, it doesn't even matter that he won. He doesn't do anything on a local level. A Democrat would do just as good of a job. What are you doing besides lying to people and trying to ruin the party? It's insane to me. Like people have worshipped these people like they're biblical God characters. And they're literally just former liberals who were liberals most of their adult life. I'm not trying to compare because everyone has a different story. But you can't say Anomaly was a liberal till he was 55 or 60. I mean, at that point, I think when you hit 30, if you can't figure out that conservatives make more sense, this, I mean, everyone has their own story depending how they, they, they came across. And I don't want to like shame everybody because liberal politics also used to be different. Or if you came from another country, there's a different dynamic. But for the most part, to me, it makes a lot more sense to figure out conservatism in your 20s and 30s than it does in your 60s or 70s. I mean, that kind of makes no sense to me, but I guess everyone has their story. And I just want to post this because I just want to show that she doesn't even believe what she's saying. Okay. This is a tweet from less than a year ago. She said, congratulations to Governor Ron DeSantis on your decisive re-election victory. You have set the standard for conservative leadership at a state level nationwide. I look forward to trying to reach it. OK, so if she says, hey, you know what? I don't like that DeSantis ran against Trump because I like Trump. Trump butters my bread. It's Trump, Trump, Trump. It's Trump over God, Trump over Republicans, whatever. Just say what you feel. Don't say don't go from in less than a year saying you have set the standard for conservative leadership at a state level nationwide. So that's what she really believes, right? As soon as DeSantis challenges Trump, she then says, oh, you know, I don't even think he did a good job in Florida. I don't even think he did anything in Florida. It's like, you don't believe that. Let's, let's roll the clip again, okay? Let's compare what she really thinks versus what she says now because she has no integrity whatsoever and she would do anything to, to defend Trump. I mean, I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. Florida's fantastic. But I, I don't think that's because Ron DeSantis is governor. I think Florida's a, a great place to live. And I think it's actually being become harder to live in Florida. As a guy that's a fan of uh, uh, both DeSantis and Trump policies, uh, I can comfortably say DeSantis uh, is the reason why we're here with the policy. So now she's like, I don't even think it matters that DeSantis is here. Lady, you didn't say that a year ago. I know you're lying. You know you're lying. I know that you know that I know you're lying. Everyone knows you're lying, but you know that you can get away with lying because it's become a movement that has nothing to do with morals or the truth anymore. And this is why I believe we're losing strength. When Trump was telling the truth, we had that strength. We might not have the media on our side. We might not have the liberals on our side. We might not have the schools on our side. We might not have the GOP establishment on our side. We might not have the, the entertainment industry and the music industry on our side, but we have the truth on our side and we believe we have God on our side. So we're able to come up with crazy wins and things that we didn't think were possible because what we're saying is going to age better. Once we, that that's all we really have, start stepping into lies that we don't actually believe, we lose our true power and strength and we're losing it. Listen, Carrie, if you think that, that Ron DeSantis set the standard for conservative leadership at a state level nationwide. Here, I'll help you. And, and, you know, a lot of politicians and people just copy me because I put out high quality stuff. So I've already seen multiple politicians take what I said six months ago and just repeat it word for word. I think they're watching my show and just like their little minions are like writing it down. Like, oh, that's smarter than what I say. So, but in general, it's like, if you think that Ron DeSantis set the conservative uh, leadership standard at a state level, 
your talking point should be, you know, I think he's a great governor, but, you know, I think he should stay in Florida because he's not ready for the national scale. Or I think Trump does a better job at national policy and DeSantis isn't ready for the national scale yet. That should be your talking point. But if you go from you have set the standard for conservative leadership at a state level, I look forward to trying to reach it to, you know, it wouldn't even matter if a Democrat ran Florida because DeSantis didn't do anything. I don't think he deserves any credit. You know, I, I, I rolled the clip longer before I cut part of it out. But she's like, you know, she's like, prices are going like they're trying to paint this narrative as if Florida's just so terrible now. And they didn't say that seven months ago. And here's the other thing. When Trump put out the email, he said it DeSantis is Florida's among one of the worst states to work, retire or raise a family. Like these people are completely shameless. It's like Florida's the worst place to live, retire, be a police officer, raise your kids, but I'm going to move there. But I hate it. I mean, it sucks, but I'm going to move there. It's like, dude, just tell the truth. You know, if DeSantis is so much worse than Trump, why can't you just tell the truth? Someone said he was criticizing DeSantis before he's going to run for president. Here's the thing that you guys can't pin me down. I mean, you could try, but I'm not a DeSimp or a DeSantis supporter. I, I don't even know if I'm going to vote for him at this point. We'll see how it plays out. But in general, um, it's not like a game to me where I just pick a team and I just lie. Like a lot of Twitter's like people behind Trump and people behind DeSantis and they fight and they just say whatever. It's like I sit out of eight out of 10 arguments because they don't make sense to me because it's just people that are just so in the camp of somebody that they're just pushing their narrative, whether it's true or not. But in general, um, it's just nuts to see that this is happening and this is where stuff is, is going. Um, someone said Carrie Lake was saying Florida was terrible on lockdowns and vaccines. And unfortunately for Anomaly, she was right. I, you're not listening to the full clip. She said that DeSantis mandated vaccines. If you say that he pushed the vaccine, promoted the vaccine and sold the vaccine, that's true. If you say he mandated vaccines and masks, that's not true. If you say that Florida would be as good as a Democrat, then what's the point of voting for Republican on a state level? But what you're not listening to is she like, this is why these people do it because they know that they could get away with it because they think you're stupid and they must be right. I don't think you're stupid, but they think you're stupid and you think you're stupid. So maybe they are right. I don't know. But it's like she'll say that she thinks he set the standard for local government. And then she'll say she doesn't even think he did a good job and it's such a terrible place. And you make an excuse for it. So you're incentivizing these people. You're like, lie to me gaslight me, flip flop on your arguments, say things you don't believe. I'll defend it. I'll believe it. I'll start repeating it. And it's like, you know, every talking point that they say about DeSantis, either it's not true or it is true. And Trump does the same stuff. For example, they'll be like, he's surrounded by Bush people. Trump hired over 50 Bush people. Look it up. So what's worse, being surrounded by them or hiring them into government? It's like, but it's different because I love Trump. And when Trump does things, I make excuses for them. But when DeSantis does it, I get really angry. It's like, OK, then why wouldn't the elites pick Trump then? It doesn't like if, if you're willing to sacrifice everything you believe for a, a politician idol, why wouldn't they like him? If you would stand up for against it, if DeSantis did it, but you won't when Trump does it. If DeSantis hires five Bush people, he's a corrupt rhino. But when Trump hires 50, it's OK, you know? And the thing with all of the pandemic stuff that I think that Carrie Lake and Trump are trying to gaslight people over, which doesn't make any sense. It's like I understand everyone made some sort of mistake in government, except for Thomas Massey, for the most part, <laughs> during the pandemic. Yes, that's true. But the thing is, when you listen to certain politicians, most of them admit it now. Right. Most of them. And I'm not saying that you should let them off the hook completely, but it does take a certain level of humility to be like, in hindsight, 
I was wrong. I should have opened up earlier. I've seen multiple DeSantis interviews where he says, in hindsight, if he would have known what he knew now, he would have opened even earlier. And he would have, you know, he says that Trump was pressuring him to stay locked down, which is true. You can find videos of it. You can find letters that he sent to DeSantis. But long story short, DeSantis admits that he would have changed his strategy from the beginning in March, April, and May. Trump says the opposite. He says he wouldn't change a single thing. He doesn't. He's the only person I've ever seen in the conservative movement that that is still hawking the vaccine like it's a golden calf. Everyone, even Ben Shapiro, won't promote the vaccine anymore. You know it's a bad pharmaceutical product when Ben Shapiro, whose wife is a doctor, my wife's a doctor, buy my machines, I'm so smart, ah, yeah, you're a liberal, you know, <laughs> when Ben Shapiro won't even hawk a vaccine, you know it's a crappy product because he loves to push vaccines and, and products like that. So even Ben Shapiro is like, I made a mistake, but it's not my mistake. I trusted the government and Pfizer. And I mean, that makes sense to me strategically. It's like, you know, He's even going off of it. Everybody in conservative media knows that the product is not what they said anymore, except for Donald Trump. He's the only person that's still out here. He's like, listen, uh, I listened to my Democrat friend. My Democrat friend is like really smart. And he told me, you know, you should talk about the vaccine more because you saved 100 million lives. It's like, then run as a Democrat, bro. If you're so concerned with what your your Democrat friend told you that your vaccine saved 100 million lives so you can't stop talking about it, okay, then run as a Democrat, bro. I'm sure that they don't like your border wall. I'm sure that they don't like your policies. Are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? You could try to pick up votes, but just because a Democrat friend told you something doesn't mean it's true. It probably means it's not true. Not all the time, but they don't have the best track record. So it's like, we're watching the biggest clown show in the world. You have a Democrat candidate named Joe Biden that is like 10,000 years old. Fact check, he's only 80 or whatever he is. I don't know. You know, he could barely stay awake. He can barely speak. But the good news is that shows you that he's not really in control. And most politicians never were in control. So if you take one thing away from Joe Biden being so old, it's not that this is so crazy because Joe Biden's so old. No, this is the system boiling past the point of no return, but it's actually been behind the scenes very similar for a long time. Most presidents aren't running the show. have Donald Trump, who's almost 80, but he doesn't look like it because he dyes his face and dyes his hair and wears a toupee. So he looks like he's 20 years younger. But if he didn't do that, he'd look old too, because he is old. But that's okay, because people like Kerry Lake, who voted for Hillary Clinton, are basically just parroting whatever he says, including the fact that they don't think that DeSantis even matters in Florida, which is something that they don't even believe themselves because they didn't say it literally nine months ago. And that's the thing that I'm talking about. If you look at my tweets and everybody can evolve. If you look at my tweets about Trump locking down too much and all this stuff, it's the same as it was in 2020. And certainly, you know, not much has changed in the last eight months. So when I find people like Vivek and it's like, he was Mr. Like liberal Republican, you know, fence sitting vaccine guy like eight months ago. But now he's totally different. And he's like the most paced person ever. Maybe maybe he had this awakening over the last five months where he went on the campaign trail knowing really nothing. And then everybody he just you know, he's like a sponge. Whatever you say, he picks up and repeats. Does he believe it? I don't think he does, but I hope he does. I don't know. I don't buy it. Maybe you do. That's fine. But anyway, it's like with her. Do you think that a year ago? 
Carrie Lake thought as a governor that he set the conservative leadership standard at a state level. And now she truly believes that he actually didn't do that and that he's actually not even a big deal and that a Democrat could run Florida. Like you have to be an idiot to think that she changed her mind at a munch. She didn't change her mind. And this is the Trump side. Listen, you can say, I don't like DeSantis. I want to vote for Trump, but make it make sense. You have people like Mike Lindell, who's like the male version of Carrie Lake. Uh, he runs around and he says that he thinks DeSantis cheated in the election, or he suggests that, and he says that Miami Dade is fishy. Here's the thing. Everything I'm saying now, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or DeSantis, this and that. I believe what I'm saying, so I would say it whether Trump was president or DeSantis was president. It doesn't matter to me. I say what I believe. Do you believe that Mike Lindell would be saying this about DeSantis if DeSantis didn't run for president? Everybody knows the answer is no. If DeSantis said, Trump is my idol, I'm voting for Trump, I'm not going to run for president, Mike Lindell would never be saying that Florida cheated in the election because he doesn't actually believe it. He's just coattail riding Donald Trump. So he says whatever he has to say to make anybody look bad that challenges Trump. And it's the same thing, Carrie Lake. You have to be an idiot to think that in eight to nine months or 10 months, whatever it was, 11 months, that she changed her stance that DeSantis is the best governor and he set the the the, the standard of how it is to, to lead a state and to, to a place where she's like, he didn't even do a good job. This isn't compatible. You could say Ron DeSantis should stay in Florida. Ron DeSantis is a great governor, but he can't fight Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis is a good governor, but he's unloyal. Ron DeSantis, like you could say all that stuff and get away with it. And I don't have to believe it. But in general, it's like, okay, that makes somewhat sense, kind of. But to say like, oh, he's the greatest governor. Oh, he's not a good governor at all. A Democrat could run the state. Like these people think you're an idiot. And I hope they're not right. But it, it appears that they are at this point. I don't know. Um, I hope people snap out of it. Someone said, you need to ask yourself, you think there's somebody better than Trump to run the country right now? The point of this live stream is if Trump is so much better than Ron DeSantis to run this country, why do they have to lie so much? Why can't they just say that with facts and prove that Trump's a better leader than DeSantis? Isn't it weird to you that they have to keep pathologically lying and saying things that they don't believe in order to make their point? Why can't they just tell the truth? Why can't they just say, Trump is better at foreign policy, I believe, and he's a stronger figure to talk to Kim Jong-un and Putin, and I think he's gonna end the Ukraine war. That would make sense, but they're not saying that. They're pathologically lying to you. You know they're lying, I know they're lying, they know they're lying, and they know that you don't care that they're lying, so they keep lying. Ask yourself this question. If Trump is so much better than DeSantis on a national scale, sure. But why do they have to lie to prove that point? I don't have to lie to prove my point. I'm not like DeSantis went to the moon and shot, you know, you know, Xi Jinping's army with a space laser. Like, I don't have to make up shit in order to state my opinion. I state my opinion with facts, you know. And if you guys want, I see a lot of people liking my Trump and, and Ben Shapiro impression. Listen, listen. It's pretty crazy to me. I mean, I love vaccines. I'm Ben Shapiro. I love bull and brand sheets and vaccines and sponsors, sponsors, sponsors. Oh my gosh, got sponsors. Yeah, money, 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 money. Anyway, you know, um, I I sell most vaccines. My wife's a doctor. I trust vaccines. I mean, even before the pandemic, I was like pro, you know, vaccine mandate. But you know, even me, I'm I'm against vaccine mandates. Now, of course, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the COVID vaccine is like it's like not what I thought it was. But in general, you know, even I would stop selling the COVID vaccine. Because I know it's not a good vaccine. I mean, I can't sell that. I'm Matt Shapiro. Everybody knows it's not. But even Donald Trump sells it. Listen, Ben Shapiro, 
you're a rhino. You're a rhino. If you don't get my Trump vaccine, it's the greatest vaccine the world has ever seen. I mean, I mean, technically, scientifically, that's not too Donald Trump. There's there have been better vaccines. I mean, polio. I mean, the polio vaccine was amazing. I mean, you know, Jonah Silk was like, oh my god. Uh, you think Jonah Silk is better than Donald Trump? Did he did he save a hundred million bajillion bazillion lives with the vaccine? Did he have Democrat friends who told him that? Well, I mean, I don't I don't know if the Democrat Party was really as prominent back then. I I, I haven't looked it up. Uh, Oh, Ben Shapiro doesn't know a fact. Oh, who's the liberal now, Ben Shapiro? Well, I mean, geez, I mean, listen, your wife's not a doctor. I mean, no disrespect, Donald Trump. Your wife is beautiful. I mean, I, I, oh my gosh, I'm not trying to hit on your wife. I'm just saying she's a beautiful woman. Everybody can see that. I mean, they have two eyes, right? Well, not everybody has two eyes. Technically, I mean, scientifically, some people have one eye, but I mean, that's precisely the point. Your wife's beautiful, but my wife's a doctor. So I think that my opinion about vaccines matters a little more. Listen, Ben Shapiro. It doesn't matter what the truth is anymore. Me, Carrie Lake, and Michael Lindell run this town. And when I say the vaccine saved the world, that's what it is. Well, I mean, if you, if you put it that way, I guess there's really nothing I could do. No, there is nothing you could do, Ben Shapiro. Go sell your sheets and talk about Israel and then call people an anti-Semite when they say you talk about Israel. He's like, well, that is really appealing to me. I mean, oh my gosh, even this impression that Anomaly's doing would be technically considered hate speech if I had my way. But I mean, if he ever says that, I'm going to say he hates me and hates all my people, even though he obviously doesn't. Um, Ooh, I agree with you there. I'll pass hate speech laws with Ron DeSantis, and we'll both call everybody anti-Semitic if they notice we're doing it. Well, I mean, that does sound very appealing to me, but I mean, it's just like the vaccine's still not that good. Listen, Ben Shapiro, I don't care if Netanyahu and Jared Kushner agree with you. My vaccine saved planet Earth in a hundred gazillion lives because a Democrat told me that. Well, I don't know if that's really accurate, but you know, I as long as you give me Matt Walsh and Candace Owens, we have a negotiation on our hands. You could take them. I don't care. Take Mexico with you. They don't pay for the wall. They don't pay for anything. They don't even pay for tacos sometimes when they come in the Trump Tower. Sometimes they steal them. Is that racist to say? It's just happened. We caught it on camera. Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's a little racist, but I mean, I don't know, who's going to say? I mean, you know, do, do you really think your vaccine saved 100 million lives? No, of course I don't believe that. I just keep saying it, and my base is stupid. They just keep listening to it. And then I say that Florida would be just as good with a Democrat. I keep saying it, and it's not true, but these people would probably eat my shit out of a bowl if I said to. Well, I mean, that's really disgusting. I mean, I, I can't do that. I mean, that's, that's disgraceful. I know, but they just can't. But they just keep listening. I don't know. I, it's like I keep lying more and more, and they just keep putting up with it. He's like, wow, I mean, that's that's interesting. How do you do that? Maybe you can give me a tutorial on it because I'd like to, you know, hone my skills in that department, if you know what I mean. Oh, I know what you mean. Anyway, um, someone said, there goes the neighborhood. Uh, I don't know what that means, but someone said, I lost plenty of jobs because I wouldn't get vaccinated. Sorry to hear that. Um, let's see. Someone said, I'm telling Kat Turner and Drano on you, Anam. I don't care anymore. I don't care. People get so, like, if I point out this stuff, it's crazy. Like, some, some of the ways people get mad at me is, like, insane. I'm convinced, and I'm not trying to be vulgar, but it might come out that way. 
I'm literally, and I'm not just saying this, I'm convinced if you told some people, not all people, right? Some people like Donald Trump because because they he told them the media was fake or something, or he said he was going to build a wall. Like some people like Trump for many valid reasons. But I believe that like millions of Republican men that worship Trump, if you gave them two options, like, you know, either you have to tell the truth about Trump lying or you literally have to get on your knees and suck them off. I think millions of Republican men would literally rather suck Donald Trump off than ever admit that he ever once told a lie ever. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm like, these are the two options. You could still like him, but you have to admit he's lying about these five topics or he's lying about the vaccine or you have to suck him off. They'd be like, suck him off. Of course. I mean, I, I hate people who talk about it. About him. I mean, Trump derangement syndrome. It's like Trump derangement. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. To it's totally Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. Not you. It's totally me. Like, what do you want? Like, what do people want me to do? Do they want me to sit here and be like, well, Donald Trump said his crappy vaccine that he pushed for the globalists and the socialists saved the planet. And he said they saved 100 million lives. And, you know, of course, that's not true. But I want to be like Mike Lindell and Carrie Lake. It's true. It's true. He's amazing. <laughs> like, do, do people want me to do that? <laughs> he said, it's like, no, I'm, I have respect for myself. It's like, that's not true. It's not true. If Ben Shapiro says it. It's not true. If Donald Trump says it. It's not true if Bill Gates says it. It's not true if Fauci says it. If Donald Trump chooses to go on a, I did the socialist globalist vaccine, I'm the vaccine salesman. I think I saved 100 million lives because my Democrat friend told me to brag about the vaccine. My job is not to be like, <laughs> like everyone else. It's like, it's so embarrassing. It's like, as a person, I'm embarrassed for these people. You don't even have respect for yourself to be like, yeah, that's crazy. And the reason it keeps happening is because no one will call it out. If Megyn Kelly's like, yeah, that's a little crazy. He's like, she's really nasty. What a nasty woman correcting me when I pathologically lie to my base. And people are like, yeah, keep lying to me. This just feels good because it's rhinos, the rhinos. It's like, you're not at a safari, okay? All those rhinos that you hate are standing next to Trump on a stage and in his administration because Trump doesn't actually care about you. But if you want to pretend like he does, it's like a baby binky to a kid. You know, you take away their binky and they start crying. You take away their Trumpy and they just start crying. They're like, put them back in my mouth. Put them back in my mouth. It's like, okay, geez, here. Put them back in your mouth. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't realize you were going to react that way. It's. I, I thought you were like 55, but I guess that's what, what you care about. And I'm not just saying this to be like a jerk. I literally think a lot of Christians that worship Trump, they'd rather you blaspheme Jesus than tell the truth about Trump when Trump lies. Like literally, it's like, you could draw like a, a cartoon of Jesus, like some blasphemous, insane thing. And they'd be like, First Amendment, that's awesome. I mean, I don't like it, but I respect it. And then if you like told the truth about Trump when he lied, they'd be like, oh, my God, F you, F you, you traitor, you rhino, you patriot. It's like they'd literally rather you blaspheme their Lord and Savior than they would you accurately point out something that Trump's lying about. Like Trump took a million dollars from Pfizer and they hate when I say that, even though it's true. If I took a million dollars from Pfizer, my career's over. If I said Gavin Newsom, me and him get along and I will never criticize him because he's nice to me, my career's over. I would never be able to run for politics. I would never be able to do news analysis. But when Trump does it, you got a bunch of conservative men that are like defending it. They're like, that's, that's awesome, mega. It's like, okay. Like, you, you know, it's become a religion for these people. Some, not everybody, not everybody who likes Trump is that way, but there are millions of people who would la rather you blaspheme their Lord and Savior than accurately point out when Trump takes money from Pfizer. And you're telling me that this is the way America is going to be saved? I mean, people have lost their minds. Someone said, keep going off, a raffle. 
Raffle, Ralph, <laughs> rolling on floor laughing. Are you really, or are you just gaslighting me? Do you really, you know, it's like, imagine you just fall back, you start rolling. You're like, what are you doing? You're like, I mean, I just rolled on the floor laughing and homily was so funny. It's like, you don't actually have to do it. But it's like, well, I want to do. Um, let me see. Uh, someone said anomaly has talked about the bad things DeSantis has done before. People don't understand my point. And this is not a me problem or a you problem. This is like in a, a world politics problem. Everybody is caught in false paradigms. It's like, if you don't, if you ever point out something that Trump's doing, then you must be a Biden supporter. Like I've heard that a thousand times. It's like, okay, so if Trump prints $8 trillion or whatever, and, and, and starts a huge deficit, if I say I'm, I don't want him to print the money, I'm a Biden supporter. I'm not, I'm not voting for Biden. I'm just saying that is against what I would want. I can't have an opinion. I must like, it's like the false paradigm. If you ever, if you don't just suck off Donald Trump every night, you're a Biden supporter. It's like, no, that's not how it works. And in fact, banks, pharmaceutical industry and elites, they're over both parties and they don't care if you fight like little children and crabs in a bucket because they're going to get their way no matter who wins. If Trump or DeSantis wins, they still get their way. If Biden wins, they still get their way. And you haven't figured it out because you're caught in like three layers deep talking about Trump and Biden. And it's the same thing with Trump and DeSantis. It's like when I say this about Trump, they're like, oh yeah, DeSantis supporter. It's like, no, I mean, I'm not a DeSantis shill. I don't work for DeSantis. I've never been paid by DeSantis. I don't care that much about DeSantis, to be honest. I, I go based off of what I have in front of me and I'm going to make a decision on who I want to vote for out of the two. But no, I'm not that. But people are so brainwashed by false binaries that this is why nothing gets done. Because honestly, there's certain policies that it doesn't matter if Trump or Biden win, it's still going to happen. It didn't matter that Trump beat Hillary Clinton. The country still got locked down. This is the main point that people are missing. You won the 2016 election and the country still got locked down. That should be a bigger red flag than even the 2020 election. But people don't think for themselves. They just listen to Trump or they listen to influencers. And they're just caught in this little fake false binary world where they think they're beating up Hunter Biden's laptop. But in reality, they're just running in circles on a carousel. So, you know, the false paradigm always gets people where they're like, oh, well, if you say this, you must really. It's like, no, if I go based on what I say. If DeSantis passes policy I disagree with, I say it. Uh, if Trump does it, I say it. I don't say I don't lie to people and say one day I'm like, DeSantis is the greatest governor in the world ever. He's the greatest governor ever. And then like a couple months later, I'm like, DeSantis isn't a good governor at all. I mean, it wouldn't even matter if a Democrat won. It's just the warm weather and, and Florida sucks. Like, I, that's insane. Even if you don't like DeSantis as, as much as you did five months ago, it's pathological and diabolical to just straight up flip that hard on, on a talking point. And that's what people don't understand. I go with the truth and I go with reality. I don't just ride the coattails of a politician. And the fact that people do that is why these corporations and these elites keep getting away with it. And I understand what I'm saying is shocking to a lot of people because they're under this false idea that Donald Trump is above all that because he never took the money. He told you he'd never take their money. 
But just like DeSantis is taking hundreds of millions of dollars, Trump took hundreds of millions of dollars. He ran on the premise of I'm above the political thing. I'm so rich. I'll never take their money. He factually did take their money. He took over $100 million from corporations for his inauguration, including from Pfizer. And he took over hundreds of millions of dollars from Sheldon Adelson, who's a mega donor who spent more money in the Republican side than George Soros spent on the left in one election cycle. So Trump did take mega donor and corporate money. I'm not sitting here telling you that DeSantis doesn't take donor money. He does take donor money, but so does Trump. And if you can't figure that out, then you're not smart enough to get a functional country. You're not smart enough to get a good leader. You're not smart enough to see through politics. So you're going to get what you deserve, which is nothing. You get what I'm saying? Everybody in the Trump camp just gaslights you into thinking he's never taken donor money and he's never taken bribes. He has. He factually has. But the truth doesn't matter in Trump world anymore. The truth means nothing to Trump. The truth means nothing to Kerry Lake. The truth means nothing to Mike Lindell. It's Trump worship overall. Say this unless Trump says this, and then you say this, even if it's the exact opposite of what you actually believe. This is how these people are operating. And it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Mike Lindell is a talented pillow salesman and infomercial salesman. Kerry Lake is a talented uh, radio host and attention getter. But as far as, you know, their worship of Donald Trump, it supersedes everything, you know, to the point where nothing matters anymore. And what their word doesn't matter if they don't even say what they believe. There's a 0% chance you can go from saying DeSantis on a local governor level set the standard of how a conservative should operate to you know what, on a local level, DeSantis doesn't even operate good at all. You know, a Democrat could do just as good of a job. She doesn't believe that. She's saying things sh she doesn't believe. And the reason these people do it is because they know that the base either isn't smart or have a spine to stand up against it. You know, they're willing to get gaslit and lied to for whatever reason, because it's like a religion at this point. It's like anybody that questions Trump is a bad guy and Trump is allowed to do whatever he wants. He could lie. He could take donor money. He could sell out to big pharma. He could he could do the same things that Democrats do in eight out of 10 categories. And none of that matters. I need to be loyal to the man, not to the country, not to God, not to my family. I'm loyal to him. And that's why you see, I'm not trying to be a dick, you see a lot of divorces in conservative politics now. I mean, a lot of women get into politics and then all these people, they're running around and now they lose their family. It's like, because they're not loyal to anything but you know, idol worship of a man, of a man that's not even their husband, where I'm not trying to like overthink it, but it's like one of those things, like you got to put God, your family and your country above a politician. If a politician sells out to the pharmaceutical industry and you love your country and you know that selling out to the pharmaceutical industry is bad for your country, you're supposed to call that out and be like, hey, that's bad for the country. I like you, but that's not good. You shouldn't do that because you're doing what the other party does. You shouldn't be like, it's okay when he does it. And then I'm just going to yell when other people do it. It's like, now you're not loyal to your country. You're loyal to a man. Like that's not, that's not how it should work, but that's how it does work. And that's why nothing gets done. Uh, Richard Wayne says $5 round to Santos for president. Thank you, Richard. I appreciate you. And thanks for the super chat. Um, so who do I think is going, going to get us out of this mess that Biden has put us in? Well, here's the thing. I don't, I agree that Biden sucks. I'm going to vote Republican, but he did not get us in all of this mess a lot. And I'm not just saying this to be edgy because this is just the truth. When Trump was okay with 15 days to slow the spread and when Trump this the day that Trump signed the CARES Act, inflation was inevitable. 
The country was locked down. He sent trillions of dollars all over the place. And Trump signed off on universal basic income and gave everybody like $1,600 under a Trump check. Everybody knows that that's socialism. When AOC and Andrew Yang talked about it, everyone's like, you can't just give everybody money because then the, the money's going to inflate. But when Trump did it in 2020, people try to gaslight you and be like, oh, that never happened. So yeah, Biden's making it worse. But the idea that he got us into this mess, the inflation mess, is not true. It was a bipartisan operation. It was Mitch McConnell. It was Nancy Pelosi. It was Donald Trump. And it was the Federal Reserve. And then Biden got in. And then it was Biden. You know what I'm saying? But the, the like he, this idea that he created all of this, if Republicans won the election, if Trump won, if the Senate and the House went Republican and they had a supermajority, you would be facing inflation today because of what they did in 2020. I guarantee you. Nobody will tell you that because Republican influencers now are a bunch of pathological liars that literally would sniff a guy's asshole before they told their audience the truth because sniffing assholes makes them money and gets them sponsors and gets them, you know, free trips. So they have to sniff asshole instead of tell you the truth about how basic economics work, which they told you four years ago. Now they don't know how basic economics work. But in my opinion, um, at this point, I think the party is extremely fractured and, it, it, you know, it's not it's not helpful. But I think DeSantis is a better candidate. I think he would have a better chance in the election. I think he's smoother. I think he gets to the point quicker. I think he leans into the issues. And I think Trump makes it about himself more than he leans into issues. And I think that that's a mistake. That's just my opinion. Um, here's what I want to say too, real quick. I'm starting to notice this cultural shift. People don't realize because their head is so far up certain uh, politicians' anal canals that they don't like see what's going on outside in the real world. But we're actually starting to win on a lot of issues. Like the border is a winnable issue. The transport stuff is a winnable issue. The sexualizing the kids stuff is a winnable issue. Like I'm starting to see normie society, the tech influencers and stuff. They're all coming around to conservative ideas. It's actually becoming very popular for the first time in a long time. So if a politician, whether it be Trump or DeSantis, Trump's never going to do this, unfortunately. But uh, if they lean into these issues and be like, listen, we didn't mandate the vaccine. We didn't force masks on you. We opened our country quicker. We believe in freedom. We are not censoring on social media. The books that we took out of the schools are sexual books. We don't want to sexualize kids. We want to keep sexuality out of uh, uh, preschools. You know, we are the party of low crime. We are not running San Francisco. So, you know, you're getting stabbed and, and robbed all the time in Chicago because Democrats don't know how to police the city. We want border security and immigration that makes sense, not millions of illegals coming over easily Republicans could win this election 60-40. But the thing is, DeSantis, in my opinion, he knows how to, and I think this is why he won the election in Florida by like 10 points, regardless of what people want to gaslight you on, Florida was a swing state. He barely won the first time by like point something percent, and he won by a large amount. Why? Because he just leads, governs, and gets out of his own way. Here, he, he, he has a really good method of doing it. He does it at one press conference. He puts a little sign there. He talks about it. He passes it. And then he moves on. And then they cry. And then he does something else. Trump just kind of like runs in circles, stumbles over his own feet, and then doesn't even do half the stuff he talks about. They perceive him as extreme, but he's actually kind of liberal. So I feel like a politician who actually just spoke the issues passionately, explained it, pitched it to moderates and independents and women would get that vote 
not a guy who makes it all about himself. Trump, when you listen to him speak, I've heard him multiple times. He makes it like it's like he it's all about him and this and and like his base loves it. They literally think he's Batman. The biggest contingent of his base literally believes that Donald Trump is secretly arresting the government behind the scenes. Like the QAnon faction of Trump, and I'm not saying this from like a liberal media perspective, but in general, as somebody who's debated these people from 2018, there's millions of people who believe that. There's millions of women who literally think that Donald Trump is secretly using the military to clean up the government behind the scenes. It's like they literally think he's Batman. So when he speaks, it appeals to that crowd who looks at him like, oh my God, I just want to hear you talk about yourself all the time. But most people, they don't want that. They want to know who's going to get this stuff done. And honestly, I don't really hear that from Trump very often. I don't think he gets out of his own way at all. Let me give you an example of why I don't think he has the best chance against Biden or Newsom. Uh, he put out a whatever it is, the truth social about General Mark Milley, where he says what General Milley did, he believes is treasonous. So he's basically like veiled threatening the guy saying like, you know, he deserves to be killed or hung based off of like what he did in the military. Here's the issue, guys. People are going to be like, yeah, that's awesome. Here's the problem. Trump hired General Milley. Trump gave General Milley an award on his last day of office. He gave him an Operation Warp Speed Award. So Trump is the worst of both worlds. He talks a big game like a psychopath, but he doesn't govern like a psychopath. So you get the worst of both sides. He acts like he's a radical, insane extremist, but he governs like a Democrat from New York, a liberal. So it's like he loses the moderate vote often. He loses the women vote because he just sits on true social screaming a bunch of things that he doesn't do. You don't tweet or true social about charging someone for treason. If you think they committed treason, you get power and you try to charge them with treason and let it go through the courts. Donald Trump is all talk. That's all he ever does. I'm going to arrest Hillary Clinton. I'm going to do a special investigation. Then he gets in office and he's like, ah, well, forget that. He ran in 2016 on doing a special investigation on Hillary Clinton. And then when he got in office, he gave her a standing ovation. He gave the Clintons a standing ovation and told his base to calm down that that was just a campaign speech, that he's not actually doing it. Now he's running on doing the same thing to Biden. Who the hell is dumb enough to believe a guy who campaigned on arresting Hillary Clinton, won the election because he said he was going to do that, and then told everybody he didn't actually mean it? So it's like if you're going to charge any of these people, then charge the people. You don't talk about it, scream about it on True Social to a bunch of sycophants, and then not do anything. Trump's an idiot. He's literally a buffoon. He's a stupid leader. He gets everybody in trouble, and then he doesn't actually do shit when he gets the power. So I don't believe a person like that is going to win an election. I don't think that that's smart. I think a person who says the border is an absolute mess, like Trump did in 2016, that's part of the reason he won. Uh, your, your cities are filled with crime. What they're doing in the schools is insane. I opened the country earlier. I didn't mandate vac vaccines and masks on you. It's about these policies. It's about this. It's not about me. It's about this. Let me be your leader. Criticize me, whatever. But I'm going to get this stuff done. I'm going to make the city safer. I'm going to get the economy better. He talks about himself too much. And this is the problem that people don't understand is if you like Trump, you love it. That's why these people and these influencers are making a fortune. They know if they ever 
talk about Trump in a way that's not 100% favorable, people will freak out about them and they'll lose money. So they don't do it. Even when they believe it, they can't, be they have to just become hypocrites. They're like, Vivek talks about the vaccine too much. So does Trump. Yeah, but you know, it's different when Trump, why? Because you sell Trump merchandise and you don't sell Vivek merchandise. Oh, I figured it out. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, it's created this whole economy where the influencers in the Republican party just suck up to him because that's where the money is. And it makes a fortune in this world. But as far as like winning an election, most people are like, what are you going to do for me? Not necessarily. What is, is it about you? And he makes it about himself too much. So I'm, I, at this point, I would vote for Trump over Biden, but every time he opens his mouth, he makes it harder and harder and harder to do that. I'm more conservative than Trump in many ways. I believe I'm more principled on the First Amendment. I think I'm more principled than Trump on the Second Amendment. I had way better foresight on COVID stuff. I, I drew a way harder line. So in many ways, I'm more principled, conservative, and liberty-based than Trump is in every way. And he's making it extremely hard to vote for him because every time he opens his mouth, he says some stupid fake crap every time. Like, oh, Florida would be fine without Republicans. It's just the beaches and the warm weather. He's a patholog. My, my vaccine saved 100 million lives. It's not true. It's like he's 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 a liar. I don't like him. I barely want to vote for him. And I'm I'm a principled conservative at this point in many ways. Uh, so it's like, what do you think average people think about Trump? He's a clown. He's an absolute clown. I used to think he was awesome because he used to be awesome. He's not anymore. So I don't think he has a good chance of beating Biden. I think he would get blown out by Gavin Newsom. There's videos of him complimenting Gavin Newsom. How do you think that's going to play out? If they switch Biden with Newsom and there's a bunch of videos of Trump saying, I won't even hit and criticize Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom was nice to me. Like, who is this guy? So you're willing to criticize probably the best governor in the country who's done one of the best jobs in the country in the last 15 years. You're willing to criticize him because he challenges you in an election, but you won't criticize one of the worst governors in the country, Gavin Newsom, who persecuted and abused his citizens for years under COVID. What type of narcissistic, egotistical scumbag will criticize great people, but won't criticize bad people because he's nice to them. Imagine if I came on here and I said, you know, Joe Biden's a crappy president, but I'm not going to criticize him because Joe Biden complimented me and I can't hit him back now because he's nice to me. That would make me an idiot. I'm like, no, if Biden sucks, Biden sucks. Him complimenting me is not going to stop me from, from calling out his bullshit and his terrible policies. And I'm never, ever going to vote for Biden. And I'm never, ever going to endorse that scumbag. I'm not voting for him. I don't like him. And a compliment would not change that. Donald Trump is such a narcissistic, egotistical idiot that literally Gavin Newsom complimenting Trump during the pandemic, he's like, oh, you're so great, Trump. And then Trump's just giving him money, letting socialism and communism flourish. And it's like, oh, look, he's complimenting me. And then he does a, a, an interview with Tucker Carlson in 2023 and says, I can't hit Gavin Newsom because Gavin Newsom's nice to me. He's so nice to me. So I don't want to talk bad about him. Like he's an idiot. Trump is an idiot. And our party is an idiot party now. It's the idiot party. It's the controlled opposition idiot party. It's like, hey, guys, let's just follow a bunch of pathological liars and infomercial salesmen that lie to us to our face because we're going to beat up Biden that way. You think that's going to win a general election? I personally believe the, that Democrats did the arrest for two reasons. They know two things are possible. One, if they actually arrest Trump, it's going to be chaotic. And I think that Democrats like chaos. I believe they like when things riot. I believe they like when things go bad. They make money off it. They use it to weaponize power. When it comes to January 6th, 
in many ways, they won't say this because they're like, it was the worst day ever. They, they, they use that for their campaign. So in many ways, I believe they actually like when things go bad because then they could persecute you and use it to arrest a bunch of people that they hate. So they actually like when you guys screw up or they like when stuff like that happens. So in general, if Trump actually got arrested, you would see chaos in this country. And I think Democrats want that. So if it actually goes through, a bunch of chaos ensues and they don't hate that. And if Trump doesn't get arrested, it elevates him as a candidate. His candidacy wasn't doing well until he got arrested. It made him the victim. It made him the hero again. It gave him the mugshot. It gave him the sales. It gave him the, the fundraising. And Democrats know Trump's an easier candidate to beat than someone like DeSantis. DeSantis gets out of his own way. DeSantis will attract more women. DeSantis doesn't talk like an idiot. He doesn't constantly do unforced errors. He doesn't sit on social media and scream treason about people that he hired. Trump's an idiot. He hired General Milley. He gave him an award. And then he's yelling at him in all caps when he's not president. Like it's, it's, it's buffoon behavior. If you really feel that way, get power and do something about it. You had power, you hired him, you gave him an award. And now you're just ranting and raving on true social for a bunch of psychos that think that you're awesome. And it's like, what? You know what I'm saying? You think that's going to win a general election? Democrats know he's a clown and an easy candidate to beat. And if he wins, it's like he's easier to compromise because he, you just have to flatter him. It's like a Democrat told him his vaccine's good. So now he lies about it more than Ben Shapiro because a Democrat told him to. Like, he's an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I used to love the guy. I made a song about him. I voted for him. There's one of two options. Either I was wrong before and I didn't see it. It's possible. But I still believe, and maybe I'm wrong about this, I think that Trump was way cooler in 2017, 2018, 2019, because there still was that possibility he was going to do all these things. I thought he actually was going to investigate Hillary Clinton. I thought he was going to drain the swamp. I thought he was going to stand up to big pharma. I thought he like I thought he was going to do all these things. And then he didn't do that. I thought he was going to lower the deficit. I thought he was going to keep the economy safe and sound. And in general, it's like he kind of did that for two, three years and dragged his feet on all the other stuff. And then in 2020, it's like he didn't do any of that. And now he's so proud of what he did. It's like crazy. Like to me, either I was wrong back then and I was falling for his shtick or he's not the same person that I once loved. I don't know which one it is. Someone said I'm obsessed with him. I'm not obsessed with him. This is the game we're playing, right? The Democratic Party can do nothing for me at this point. OK, they're too fake. They're too dishonest. They govern terribly. They're weak on crime. They're bad on economics. Everything I despise about the Republicans, they do worse. So let's just rule out the Democratic Party. The reason I don't talk about them, let me make it very clear as much, they can't do anything for me. They're, if you could line up policies and be like, here's my top 100 policies, Democrats disagree with me on like 99 of them. So they can't do anything for me. So there's only one political home for me in politics since the Democratic Party went insane. They don't even do peace like they used to. They used to be the peace party. Now they're the warmongering party and Republicans, the base of Republicans are against war, but the politicians are pro-war, which is a debacle because they don't give a shit what we think, but at least our base is against the war. Long story short, Democrats can't do anything for me. So now we have the Republican Party. This is the opposition party. This is the party that's supposed to save me. And the leader is almost 80 years old saying his vaccine saved the world and pathologically and diabolically lying about local politics and saying it doesn't matter who you elect in a, in a Republican state if they run against me and that a Democrat would do just as good of a job in Florida. Like, am I supposed to be cool with that? Am I supposed to like a guy that sits on true social ranting about a guy he hired and gave him an award to making a fool of himself? 
just driving people away because he can't stick to the issues. People care in this part, in this country, people care about the economy. People care that they can't afford anything. People in liberal cities are starting to get robbed. People at the border, it, the border's nuts. We have leverage at the border. Trump was right about that in 2015, 2016. That's a great issue to lean in on. There's 20 things that we're actually starting to win the battle in culture on these topics, even though we have every, like, it's time to lean into those things, not rant and rave about General Milley on True Social to a bunch of sycophants when it doesn't even make sense because when you had power, you hired General Milley. When you were in office, you gave him an award. Donald Trump's pardon list is disgraceful. Uh, so it's like he's just putting on this clown show for his base and driving people further and further and further away. And while he's doing it, he can't even challenge DeSantis with the truth. Call out DeSantis's BS, call out his donor money, but don't lie and divide the party by just being like an idiot over it. I'm fine with him criticizing DeSantis. It's a primary, but make it make sense. Now, because of his rhetoric and his lies, we have such a huge divide in our party where people like hate each other now. And it's one of these things where if he just told the truth, I wouldn't care. But he's he can't do that when it comes to DeSantis. He'll do anything he has to do to make him look bad. You know what? I think he killed too many people in Florida. You know, his record in COVID's not that good because Cuomo had less deaths than him. Like, that's Donald Trump now? I'm going to be CNN and Democrats in order to make DeSantis look bad? He's ruining the party because he's doing, I want to win at all costs. I don't care if I destroy the party. I don't care if I divide people. I don't care if I lie. Like, he's leading millions of more people away from him. I know in his base, he's strong enough to win the election, obviously. But when it comes to how to win a general, he's just pushing people further and further and further. I know Christians that are pro-life, that are super Christian. They're literally like, I'm not voting for Trump anymore. I'm starting to see it more and more. Not a lot. A lot of people still will. But they're like, dude, this guy's disgraceful. He's complaining about heartbeat bills and he speaks at the, the March for Life. It's like, you know, he, he he's not, he, he constantly just instead of playing it smooth and just leaning into the truth and leaning into stuff he's good at, he's just showing people that he has no spirit whatsoever and he has no morals whatsoever. Like he's on television telling people that the heartbeat bill is a terrible mistake, yet he acts like he cares about heartbeats two weeks later. He's on television saying his vaccine saved 100 million lives when everyone knows he's lying. Like the more you listen to him, you're like, this guy's disgusting. You're like, it's going to be really hard for me to walk into a booth and write this guy's name down. And this is coming from someone, I made a song about Donald Trump four years ago. I thought he was the greatest president ever four years ago. He was my favorite American citizen four years ago. I loved the guy. I never had Trump derangement syndrome. I never hated him. I never, I'm not a liberal. Like all of these things, I love Donald Trump and I will have to hold my nose in disgust in order to write his name on a piece of paper at this point, not because of his attitude, not because of his insults, because of his lies. I liked him when he wasn't lying. Now that he lies all the time, it's disgusting. I'm like, who are you, bro? Are you pro-choice or pro-life? Pick one. It's fine. Just And if you're, if you're on the fence, like just say something honest. And I'll be like, that makes sense. It's like everything he says now, it's basically just like a, what do I have to say and do to make that person look bad at all costs, whether it's true or not? And it's just not appealing to me. So I think that the Democrats with the arrest 
either it's going to be chaotic if he really gets arrested and that plays into their hands, or they just know he's easy to beat. DeSantis is younger. DeSantis is newer. Suburban women will vote for DeSantis by 5%, 10%. He doesn't give people these like gotcha moments all the time like Trump does. He doesn't sit on social media and just rant about people he hired 50 times during the week. Like He just governs, does something, does a press conference and moves on. And when you listen to his press conferences, like when DeSantis talks about vaccine mandates and stuff, he's pretty to the point. Like He's like, okay, this is what's right. This is why it's right. He's like a smart guy. Trump, when he talks about it, sounds like an idiot. Even to me, he's like, oh, my vaccine. I mean, if I was president, nobody would have wanted, everybody would have wanted to get the vaccine. And I had a million shots rocking. I had it rocking. And now they're giving Biden credit. And it's like, he's a clown. He's an absolute clown. You know, even to me, what do you think an average person who listens to him thinks? Like, this guy's like, and yeah, the best thing he has going for him is that Biden's running against him. That's like the best thing he has is like Joe Biden makes him look like Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like 1980s Michael Jackson. Uh, it's like, so if they replace Biden with Newsom, Trump's probably going to get smoked. I don't like Newsom. I don't trust Newsom. I wouldn't vote for Newsom. I think he'd be a disaster. I would vote for Trump over Newsom, but I believe uh, Newsom would probably crush Trump in a general election because Trump makes all these unforced errors all the time. Everything he does, it's like, how hard can I make it to vote for? It's like, can't you just lean in to the 30 issues we all care about? Can't you just talk about this stuff passionately with emotion? Be like, listen, the cities are filled with crime. The border's wide open. The economy sucks. You know what I'm saying? The war overseas is insane. Like lean into the issues with passion. Don't just make it a clown show around yourself talking like mumbo jumbo all the time on true social. It's like, it doesn't, that's not a good way to win a general, in my opinion. Um, and even with like uh, the debates in 2020, yes, I believe that there was malevolence in the 2020 election. I think the whole, the whole year was insane. And I think that they absolutely bamboozled Trump in 50 different ways. But at the same time, I do believe that he made a lot of unforced errors that led there. I think he funded that exact uh, scheme with the ballots that led to his demise. And also, I think in the debates, I know the debate was rigged against him. I defended him. I know that they. it was like, oh, Trump killed a lot of people with COVID. Like They absolutely rigged the debate against Donald Trump. With that being said, he also did a shitty job. Like He kept interrupting Biden. And it's like, dude, stop interrupting Biden. Biden can't talk. You want Biden to talk because he messes up. When you interrupt him, you almost make him look like the victim. It's like when Democrats arrest Trump, it helps Trump because now he's the victim. Now he's the hero. Now he goes up in the poll 40%. That's just how it works. Yeah, you arrested him, but you made him more popular among Republicans. When you interrupt Biden all the time, you, you almost make him into the sympathetic character. Even people in my family who like Trump, who voted for Trump twice, were like, yo, I feel like the way he was doing that to Biden was crazy. Like it wasn't a good job. You know, he could have done better, even though it was rigged against him. But that's the sort of thing. It's like if you live in a world where Trump has no accountability for anything, then there's nothing he could have done better and he shouldn't change anything. He should just be exactly what he is. And it's like, that's why we're going to lose because there is no account. It's like, hey, let's do this, this and this to try to get more women on our side and figure it out. And it's like, no, no, let's not do that because we don't need to do it. With the abortion thing, I understand that a lot of women do and don't like abortion. It's a sensitive issue, but women overwhelmingly want to abort. But if you're going to be pro-choice and try to get women, 
you have to understand it's one of those topics where you have to like be actually pro-choice to get these people on your side. Like if you never come, and also this is my personal perspective too, a Republican doesn't seem as pro-choice as a, a, a Democrat. Like the Democrats have campaigned for 10 years. They've run 50 campaigns on it. They've spent billions of dollars being like, we're the party of abortion. So this idea that Trump can pretend to be pro-abortion, even though he might or might not be and get these votes, I don't see that as like a path to victory. Um, I think personally that him leaning into issues like that are that he's good at, that they're bad at will help him. Like, do, I mean, let me know in the comment section. Do you think that Trump is going to pick up pro-choice liberal votes because he says he's pro-choice, even though the Democrats going to be more pro-choice than him and want to push abortion further? Like to me, I think you win the abortion debate by if it comes up in a debate, you say, listen, I'm all for a woman's right to choose, but if you choose to abort a baby at 16 weeks or whatever, like you guys, Ralph Northam says he wants a mid-birth abortion. Like you guys, where do you draw the line? Where would you draw the line? Uh, I think like flipping it and just trying to take the moral path is a way to change culture and, and get people to like snap out of it. Cause it's like, all right, so where do you draw the line? And then a Democrat would be like, wherever it's like mid-birth. No. Well, th well then when like right up until birth, like even if, the baby could be alive five minutes later. Like you could make them look really stupid by not caving, but I don't know. I let me know what you guys think. I just don't think that I just don't think that he can win liberal votes by pretending to be pro-choice because the Democrats are always going to be more pro-choice. And I, and I made this point the other day too. Uh, I'm going to read a few questions that I'm going to take off. I made this point the other day too. It's like, if you're willing, like this is to me the most compelling argument if you're pro-life, like Trump pretends to be, but but he's kind of not, or he kind of is, whatever. if you're pro-life, almost every pro-lifer thinks that a heartbeat, like when a baby's heart is beating in a mom's stomach, that that's alive. Um, you know, every like most, if not all pro-lifers think that. If Trump says, I'm pro-life, but we can't do heartbeat bills, you know, that's a bad idea to win an election. Don't do that. That means Trump's literally willing to throw a heartbeat in a trash can in order to win an election. If you're willing to kill a baby in your own mind, if you're pro-life, you think that's killing a baby. If you're willing to kill a baby to win an election, what else are you willing to do to win an election? Why doesn't he, if he's willing to kill babies, why doesn't he just tear down the wall and tell, you know, Hispanic youth that he's pro, you know, open borders? Like, well, you wouldn't, why wouldn't you do that? Well, I wouldn't do that because that would be bad for the country. Okay. And killing babies is not bad for the country. Like, you know, if you're pro-choice, you don't think it's a baby. I, I'm going to keep repeating this because it's the most obvious point. If you're pro-choice, you don't think that's a baby, so you don't think you're killing a baby. If you're pro-life, you think that that's a baby, and you're killing a baby. Trump thinks that that's a baby, and he's willing to kill it to win an election in his own head. Or If he's not, then he can't speak at the March for Life. He has to say, I'm pro-choice. I don't think that's a baby. But he does think that's a baby, and he's willing to kill it in order to win an election. What? Why not do any everything? Why not just be a Democrat then? If you're willing to kill a heartbeat that you think is a heartbeat, in order to win an election, why not just run as a Democrat? Why not say, I'm the vaccine guy, I'm the open borders guy? People go, no, 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 he, he shouldn't do that. Why? Because that wouldn't be good. Well, neither is throwing babies in a trash can to conservatives, but he's willing to do that. So it's like we're, we're losing on every sense of the word. We're losing our soul. We're losing our spirit. We're losing our values for a guy that's not even going to win anyway. It's like, he's, you think he's going to pick up pro-life votes? You know what I'm saying? Or pro-choice votes. Uh, he's just going to lose pro-life votes. And when it comes to the border stuff, Democrats have already branded themselves as the open border 
party or they pretend to not be, but everybody thinks of them as that. Everybody knows if you want a border, you vote Republican. You know, everybody knows that. Everybody understands that. So it's like if Trump just pretended to be open borders, it wouldn't work anyway. He'd compromise on his values and still lose. What we have to do is explain why a border is a good idea. And actually, over time, we win. I guarantee you there's more pro-lifers now than there were 10 years ago. I guarantee you there's more people who want a border now than there was five years ago. As crime runs rampant in San Francisco and L.A. and New York City and all over, more people are on our side of policing than they were five years ago. I talked to a guy who was a Democrat and turned Republican once he saw the George Floyd riots and the way liberal media was okay with it. So it's like we're winning over time because we stick to the truth and eventually it becomes popular in a lot of these categories. And it already is once they escalate the bad thing. And this is like a escalation idea that people have is like some people vote the wrong way because they want to escalate the slippery slope because they know that Republicans are controlled up. So they're like, if it gets worse quickly, it'll be better because then we could change it before it's too late. I don't do that. I'm not into that stuff, but I understand the concept because it's like if Republicans are willing to print the money, sell the vaccine, lock the country down, flip on abortion. Like, what's the point at a certain point of this party? Yes, there are there are benefits. I'm not saying they're not, but some people do see it that way where they're like, who cares? You know what I'm saying at this point? Let's make it worse quickly so then we could get a better leader quicker than if we just kind of like kick the ball down the road, which I don't believe that, but I do think that in general, over the next 10 years, it's gonna get bad and weirder and then more and more people will be open to our ideas. But the thing is, we need a leader who communicates our ideas in a way that's effective. And I have to give credit where it's due to a few people that I'm probably not ever going to vote for. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who has a voice issue, although he has a great voice, it's very paradoxical, um, RFK Jr., does a great job of communicating his message. I know a bunch of liberal kids who like RFK. I know a bunch of Republicans who like RFK. I know libertarians who don't even agree with his values in certain ways that like RFK. Why do they like RFK? Why do they want to support or donate to RFK? Because he's a good communicator. He has empathy. He has compassion. He's filled with facts. He's like an encyclopedia on Big Pharma and Monsanto. And he makes very valid points in a thoughtful manner. And it's hard to disagree with a lot of things that he says. You just got to ask yourself, do you believe him or not? But RFK is doing a great job of really getting people on his side. Vivek, I don't personally uh, trust him, but he's doing a good job based on just being new, being younger, you know what I'm saying? Having a fresh take on it, explaining it thoroughly. He's very well-spoken, even in a debate with me. Like he didn't sell me on it, but I see why people like him because he does have answers. He is very quick on his feet. He is appealing to people that normally wouldn't be Republicans because of how he talks and acts, right? Trump is just not, he's not that guy. He used to be, he used to be that guy, but now it's like the way he talks and acts like about he he's drunk off his own power. In 2015, Trump needed to prove to you that he was better. In 2016, 2017, 2018, Trump was new to politics. He wanted to prove to you that he was going to do it. Now he's him, Carrie Lake, this whole new sect. No offense. It's like they're drunk off their own power. They don't feel like they have to do anything. They don't feel like they have to tell the truth. They don't feel like it's just like it's like they know that they're the boss and they can just do whatever they want and it doesn't matter. And I think it's reflected in the things he's saying. He doesn't sound like he was three years ago. When you listen to him talk, he sounds like a man who doesn't really give a shit about anything. He never really cared that much about the 
mandates. I'm not saying he mandated, but when they were hitting our country, I'm making videos about it. DeSantis is speaking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yokovich is out here taking a stand and Trump's running around spending more energy selling his shitty socialist globalist vaccine that he did for the elites more than he's speaking about the mandates. Trump doesn't give a shit about most of these topics. So it's like RFK is doing a big job, a good job of keeping, getting new people. Vivek's doing a good job of that. Russell Brand was doing a good job of that before the media, you know, came at him like that or whatever happened. We'll see what happens there. Andrew Tate was waking up a lot of young men. Even Gavin Newsom said that his son likes Andrew Tate and stuff and he's freaking out. His son's like based and, you know, right wing or whatever. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying Andrew Tate's perfect, but he was figuring out a way to like wake people up in a unique way. Trump did that for a while. He really was that guy for a while. I gave him credit. I thought he was doing a compelling job. I don't see it anymore. So I I, I don't, uh, someone said a novelty, your music is God awful. No offense. It's got tens of millions of streams. I've done shows in front of 10,000 people. They were roaring in applause because I'm a great live performer, but if you don't want to listen to it, that's fine, but I'll prove you wrong one day. It's okay. Let me see. Someone said he still has stocks in Pfizer and Moderna. I don't know if that's true, but it, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think when you create like a left versus right, Trump versus anti-Trump or whatever, you create this thing where no one gives a shit anymore. Like eight years ago, it's like, yo, Nancy Pelosi has stocks in pharma. Trump has Pfizer and Moderna stocks. But now it's like no one gives a shit because like the left will defend Nancy Pelosi. The right will defend Trump. And they've created this arena where like nobody gives a shit about anything anymore. And to be honest, it's part technology too. We're over we're overstimulated with caring about everything. So it's hard to care about everything at once. So I'm not just blaming the political era. I do think it's a technological advancement thing as well. But it's a very dangerous point in this country when no one gives a shit about anything anymore. And I think a lot of people are getting to that point. Like I talked to a lot of people and they're like, why doesn't why don't Democrats care about this corruption or why don't Democrats care about this? And the truth is they should. But at the same time, it's like it's this like uh, information battle where like, you know, people don't care about anything anymore because we're just overstimulated with technology. And that's why sometimes the most extreme or the most sporadic people kind of get to the top because it's like that's the way to get an attention in an attention economy. Like nobody cares about Lil Tay. She's like some little Asian chick or whatever that like holds money up to her face. And she's really popular for a while. She's not popular for eight years. Now she's popular again because she faked her own death or somebody used her account to fake her own death. It's like this little attention seeking kid had to like or somebody in their camp fake their own death in order for them to get famous again and i'm not saying they did it purposely it might be a mistake or whatever the, the kid's young but it's like we live in an attention economy so the truth is like i don't care about the you know the alien thing they're trying to push because i don't believe it but if you would have told people like 20 years ago aliens like everyone it would have been like the big story for three weeks but now there's so many stories that no one cares about anything nobody cares who owns what stock nobody cares what money trump took you know the left doesn't care what what pelosi is doing like no it, it's a very creepy world to live in where like no one cares about anything you know what i'm saying like nothing matters to anyone and that's why certain characters are like they're just they've accumulated enough attention where they've created a world where enough people care about everything they do in order for, for it to be like a thing. So I understand, like I'm not blaming anyone in particular. That's just the world we live in. But I hope we could find some sort of like equilibrium eventually where people actually care about stuff again in, in a way, you know, where it's like we can all come together and be like, hey, you might like Trump. 
and you might not like Donald Trump, but they're spraying pesticides on our food and we have food dyes causing problems that are illegal in other countries. Let's all come together and outlaw that so we're not poisoning each other. But we can't do that. You know, or like, hey, um, you know, Trump owned stock in, in the pharmaceutical company and he took a million dollars from Pfizer and he hired pharmacy lobbyists. And Pelosi and Biden are also sold out to the pharmaceutical industry. Let's come together and demand that the Democrats and Republicans not be subservient to the pharmaceutical industry. Like, I hope one day we can get to that point, but we're not there now. You could tell a leftist about that and they don't give a shit. You could tell a Trump supporter about that and they freak out at you and think you're a Biden guy or something. You know, like people are like overstimulated with like red, blue Trump, anti-Trump stuff that nobody cares about anything. You know, it's, it's a bizarre phenomenon to be in. It's like, well, you know, and I'm not specifically saying you should care about everything because it's like if you care about everything, you'll drive yourself insane. You're not just reading the morning paper. It's like there's, you know, Armenians are being like genocided again or they're being killed. And people are like, and I'm you got to talk about that. I don't know what's going on. I'm not I don't have family in Armenia. Like I, I wish I could talk about it. I would love to study up on it. But I, there's so many crises in the world. There was an earthquake in Morocco that killed thousands of people. It's like if you cared about everything all the time, you drive yourself nuts. So I'm not saying that people should care about everything because it's too, it's too much to care about at, all at once. You'll be exhausted and want to take a nap. So we, you know, I, I don't. It, it's a tough problem that we're in, and it's not Trump's fault, and it's not not tr like you. You get what I'm saying? I'm not blaming him. It's just like that's the world we live in. Is like no one cares about anything. <laughs> you know, like we can't come together on any topic because everyone's so divided. Uh, I, I think it's a technological problem more than like a political problem, but politics kind of plays into that. And, uh, you know, do you think I will end on this note? Do you think that we'll ever like get over this like political divide that we have right now? Obviously, there's like racial stuff that divides people naturally and unnaturally. Uh, there's politics that divide people naturally and unnaturally. There's like you know, Trump, who, who who becomes a thing like Trump versus DeSantis, Trump versus Biden, Democrats versus Republicans, to the point where no one can think straight. And I wanted to say this real quick, too, because I think this is why I talk about Republicans more now, and I'm so bothered by it. For three to four years, I believed that Democrats were hypocrites. Democrats have double standards. And it bothered me because I was like, how can they lie so aggressively when it comes to like, you know, they want prison reform and then Trump does prison reform, but they won't even give them credit for prison reform. Like that bothered me. It's like, if you want prison reform, okay. If you don't want prison reform, fine. But if you want it and he does it, and then you act like you don't like it, that bothered me. The double standards of liberal media bothered me. The, 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 the hypocrisy of Dem Democrats bothered me. That's what bothered me among many things. And that's what I spent three to four years pushing against the double standards, the hypocrisy and the lies. And in many ways, I'm heartbroken and I'm sad that the Republican Party is the same bullshitters. I thought we were building a movement that wasn't into double standards. I thought we were in a movement that wasn't hypocrites. I thought we cared about the truth. Now I'm starting to realize Republicans don't give a shit about any of that stuff. So just... I would say analytically, I don't think we're going to do much if both parties are so fake and stupid. It's like it's just a game to everybody. It's like I'm team blue and I'll be a hypocrite and a double standard. I'm team Trump. I'll be a hypocrite and I have double standards. And that's what bothers the crap out of me. If you say that he's a Bush guy because he did this, this and this, if I can prove to you that Trump did this, this and this 
but he's not a Bush guy because you like him more, you're a hypocrite. You get what I'm saying? If DeSantis takes a bunch of donor money and you say that donor money is going to compromise him, I agree. I agree that DeSantis is taking donor money and he's compromised. I agree. But Trump also took donor money and he compromised his administration. But you won't call it out. So you're a hypocrite. You have double standards. If you say, which many people have, Vivek sold the vaccine for too long. That's why I can't vote for him. That's fair. He shouldn't have done that. But Trump is still doing it to this day. At least Vivek apologized. I don't know if I believe it, but he did. Like Vivek is better on that topic than Trump is on that topic. So that can't possibly be why you're like, you like Trump more than Vivek. There's got to be another reason because that's another double standard. It's like the Republican Party doesn't mean anything that they say. You have a woman like Carrie Lake who goes from saying 9, 10, 11 months ago, that DeSantis has set a standard for conservative leadership at a state level nationwide. He set a standard. She's basically saying he's the greatest governor either of this time or ever. And he set the standard of what it means to lead a state as a conservative to 10 months later saying he didn't even do a good job in Florida. I think a Democrat could do just as good of a job. Double standards, hypocrites, liars. That's what the Republican Party has become in their pursuit of idol worshiping Donald Trump. It's insane. So what bothered me about the left, besides almost everything, was the double standards and hypocrisy. Look at my videos from 2017, 2018, 2019. What was I pointing out? The double standards and the hypocrisy. I was like, listen, why are you lying so much in your pursuit of hating Donald Trump? And I figured it out. The left doesn't give a shit about anything. Nothing matters to them. It's just a team game. They just don't like Trump. They just like Democrats. You go to the right, it's the same bullshitters. They just put a redhead on in, instead of a blue hat. It's like, and they do the same stuff. So it's like, how are we as a nation ever going to at least come together on a single topic to get anything done if both sides are just filled with bullshitters who are hypocrites and double standards? And it's like, that's the new norm to get into that world is you have, it's like a humiliation ritual. It's like, you have to prove that you have double standards and you're a hypocrite in order to get there. And if you're someone like Megyn Kelly, and I'm not, I don't trust Megyn Kelly like that, but it's like, she conducted a decent interview of Donald Trump. And she got penalized for that. She'll probably never get another interview with him again. Her crime was not being a hypocrite with double standards. Her crime was being a journalist. Her crime was not licking his boots. So now she's out of that reality. I doubt she'll never get another interview with him again. Uh, you know, someone said Anomaly lives in a fantasy world that Republican Party was ever good. I never liked Republicans my whole adult life. I always thought they were scammers. I always thought they were lying about the war. I always thought George Bush was a phony. I never once liked Republicans until Trump. Maybe that's my mistake. But also, I, I do agree that conservative uh, leadership is better, especially on a local level, and they put in better national judges. But in general, yeah, if you want to say I made a mistake for ever thinking, and, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I did I'm wrong. I'm an idiot, I guess. I thought the Trump movement was supposed to be like a real movement. I guess I'm an idiot. I thought Trump was bringing this new Republican thing that was going to be, you know, totally truthful and, and not a hypocrite and not double standards. And I was wrong. You're right. I was wrong. I thought he was doing that. It looked like he was doing that. I got tricked. He tricked me. I thought that he was changing the party. But here's the thing. Hundreds of millions of people still think he's doing that. You know, they're like, oh, you don't get it. They're all rhinos except for Trump. Trump's not a rhino. It's like he's on stage with Lindsey Graham. What are you talking about? He's just a good actor. It's like he's on stage with Lindsey Graham because he's cute. It's like, no, he's on stage with Lindsey Graham because he he doesn't care. You know what I'm saying? He's friends with these people. He's friends with Gavin Newsom. He's friends with Lindsey Graham. He hired pharmacy lobbyists. He, he's not who people want him to be. I get it. 
I understand because I got tricked too, but it's like it, it's getting more and more obvious every day that it goes on. And a lot of people just don't want to snap out of it. But, you know, I'm willing to say that, yeah, I I thought that we and and the thing is too, a lot of these influencers and Republican analysts, they're selling people the lie that we're ushering in this new party that's so based and so much better. And it's like, are we? I mean, some of these hires are better, but if you look at some of the best people in Congress right now, they're not even on Trump's side and now Trump people hate him. It's like they're trying to kick Thomas Massey out of the party. He's the best congressman. Chip Roy is a standout congressman. He's one of the only congressmen I like. He's endorsing DeSantis and now people hate him. It's like, you know, it's uh, I'm, uh, there's also some good ones that are endorsing Trump as well. But it's like, I don't know, you know, at this point, it is what it is. Someone said the Lindsey Graham thing pisses off all Trumpers. I know it does, but what I'm saying is Trump knows you're never going to stop licking his boots over it. So he'll piss you off because he knows you're not going to do anything about it. He doesn't respect you guys. And I'm just being honest. It's like I, I use this example and then I really want to go. When it came to a restaurant, if you walk in a restaurant and put a mask on and, and walk five steps and sit down and take your mask off and you say, that pissed me off. They don't care that it pissed you off because you did it. And if you keep doing it, they're keep going to pissing you off because they don't respect you because you don't respect yourself enough to say something and do something about it. So Trump knows that Lindsey Graham pisses his base off. Trump knows that his base doesn't like Lindsey Graham. So what does he do? Did he learn and stop bringing him to rallies? He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to hate on Lindsey Graham, but he doesn't have to put him on stage all the time and talk about him. But he does it because he knows there's no consequence. He can piss you off. He can betray you. He can deceive you. He can do socialism. He can sell the vaccine. He can say he's going to arrest Hillary Clinton and then give her a standing ovation. Trump no knows he's got his base by the balls. So that's what I'm trying to tell to the Trump movement. Respect yourself. Show Trump that you respect yourself, that you're not a slave or a prisoner or a little fanboy or a little, you know, like respect yourself and then Trump will respect you. He'll have to respect you. He doesn't respect you. He knows he can do a rally, get booed for five seconds, tell people that, that they'll fix themselves and then they'll go on and, and he'll just keep doing it. He's like, these dummies will stop booing in five seconds and cheer me on. The Trump base needs to stand firm and be like, listen, bro, stop doing this stuff. If if the Trump base had the spine that they pretend to, he would have stopped overselling the vaccine years ago. Ben Shapiro stopped overselling the vaccine. Candace Owens never oversold the vaccine. DC Drano never sold the vaccine. All these people, like every Republican influencer, like 20 out of 20, they're, they either never oversold the COVID vaccine or they figured it out pretty quickly. Out of everybody, out of if you go through the top 50 people in conservative politics, 49 of them stopped overselling the vaccine or never did. There's only one that continuously does it, and his name is Donald Trump. Anyone else in the top 50 conservative voices out there, they would lose their career if they did what Trump did, but he keeps doing it. He still to this day says it saved 100 million lives because his Democrat friends told him that. And guess what his base does? Gulp, 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 gulp. They swallow it. They swallow it like him spitting in their mouth. And he knows that. So he'll never stop because he doesn't have to. Because why would you respect a group of people that doesn't respect themselves? You're fanboys. It's like, it's it's disgusting. It's like 50-year-old men that can't even like have, have an opinion of their own. It's like, boo, cheer, cheer, cheer. No, 
the booze aren't working. He doesn't listen to you because he doesn't care. He knows that it's temporary. He knows that you'll forget in a minute. It's like, wake up, you know, and people get so mad at me for saying this, but I like Trump supporters. I like the Trump movement. It's been completely hijacked. He sold you guys out to the pharmaceutical industry. He's proud of it. And you guys just sit there and take it like he's a dominatrix spanking your asses. It's like, you know, why would he stop when you guys love it? It's like a fetish. They like being scammed and stuff. It's like, it's provable. I have videos on it that Trump sold his administration out to the pharmaceutical industry. Trump hired pharmaceutical executives and lobbyists. And some would say that that's just a mistake. But I would argue that a lot of the stuff that happened later in his administration isn't because he's a victim of Fauci. It's because he hired the pharmaceutical industry to run rampant over the government. In many ways, you could look at the people he hired for HHS and say it's even worse than who Biden hired. Biden hired a Democrat from California. Trump hired a pharmaceutical lobbyist slash executive who obviously is going to push through pharmaceutical stuff. Trump sold you out to the pharmaceutical industry. He's proud of it. He stands on stage and he tells you, and you guys just sit there wearing his clothes like a little fanboy. So he doesn't respect his base because they don't respect themselves. I like Trump supporters. I like Trump voters. I like conservatives, but I wish that they respected themselves and they don't at this point. Some do, but most don't. They're just sitting there and incentivizing it. They're incentivizing their betrayal like some sort of weird fetish where they hate being scammed unless someone named Trump does it, then they like it all of a sudden. So it's like, I'm asking the Trump base to respect themselves and say something to the guy and put your foot down. Be like, dude, the vaccine didn't save 100 million lives and you're way too close with Lindsey Graham. And here's the biggest hypocrisy of it all. It's like, if you say, I can't vote for Ron DeSantis because he's too close to Jeb Bush. Donald Trump is closer to Lindsey Graham than he is to Jeb Bush. At least it's equivalent. It's like you don't believe any of this shit. And honestly, Lindsey Graham is like one of the top five worst Republicans that we have in office. He's garbage. He's a total shill. He's just there to serve a war agenda. He's a fake conservative who's just basically, you know, sucking up space that any conservative could pass these Demo uh, conservative policies. And then he has the uniparty war agenda. In fact, he's one of the orchestrators of it. So, you know, his actions and his like, uh, you know, early pushings led us to this position and Trump puts him on a stage. So it's like, you can't vote for Ron DeSantis because he's too close to a guy, but you'll vote for a guy that has Lindsey Graham on stage. Like it, the whole party's just become a joke now. It's like, there's gotta be a better reason you have, because if that were the reason you would, uh, you know, you would call that stuff out. So I'm going to end on that note. Um, someone said Larry Elder solid. He is, but he's not, he's not getting out there enough. He's not running a good enough campaign. I think he's one of the best candidates, but he's like nowhere to be found. I don't know what he's doing, but it seems like he he should try it another time because he ran a shitty campaign. But long story short, um, you know, I hope that people grow to respect themselves. And in conservative media, respecting yourself means you have to give up certain things. Respecting yourself means you have to give up, you know, Christmas dinners with him and stuff. And people don't want to do that. So it's the same way that the left and the pharmaceutical industry lobby politicians. People in media are being lobbied by Trump. People in media are being lobbied by the pharmaceutical industry, the main ones, you know, like the every television station. But it's like it's the same sort of dynamic that I see. But I don't care. It's what I'm passionate about. I'm not going to stop talking about it. And the reason that I talk about this more than Democrat stuff is because they can't do anything for me. And if our side is going to be the same type of hypocrites that are on the left, 
then at a certain point, it's like, I want to call it out and fix it. If not, then I don't know. I guess you just got to hold your nose and vote Republican and know that these people are just going to like half ass it, you know, which is fine. But then at that point, it's almost better to just ignore it. And that's where I'm at. Cause in general, I, I like this stuff. I'm passionate about it. I have fun doing it sometimes, but in general, it's like, I'm talking to the Trump base and the conservative base. I'm trying to figure something out because if it doesn't go the way I want it to go in the next couple of years, then I don't even want to be a part of it at all. It's one of those things where it's like if people actually care about stuff and they say what they believe and they mean it and they're passionate about it and they actually want results, then I want to be a part of it because I also believe that we can get there. But if the Trump movement and the conservative movement is going to say, we're also hypocrites, we have double standards, we don't have a spine, we'll sit and take it when daddy gives it to us, we won't stand up to it, we'll let him spit in our face, we don't like Lindsey Graham, but we won't do anything about it, and we boo for five seconds, and he knows that we'll start cheering in 10 seconds, so it doesn't actually mean anything, we don't hold him accountable, we don't actually want to do anything, we just want to cheer and cosplay and pretend like we're doing something, if that's the case, I might still vote Republican. It's just I'm going to stop paying attention and talking about it because that's where I'm at right now. I could sit and make money for the next 15 years talking about this every single day, and I might do it. But in general, if it's not going anywhere, I don't want to talk about it. And honestly, that's when my joy started disappearing from my job, to be quite fair with you. I enjoyed what I did for a long time, perhaps even more than I do now. I'm having fun tonight, but in general, why did I enjoy it? more a year or two years ago because I actually believed in the movement. I thought we were fighting the bad guys and the good guys were going to you know, win and, and do stuff. And once I realized our side was the bad guys too, and we were the same type of hypocrites and double standards, it sucks the joy out of it because it's like, we're, we're not going anywhere. And my thing is like, if we're not going anywhere, I'll admit defeat and be like, oh, it's fake. It's like, I'll vote Republican, but like, why would I talk about it? The only reason for me to talk about it over the next five or six years would be to make money off of it, where it's like, I don't even want to do that. If I come to the conclusion in a year or two years that we're not going anywhere, like straight up what I'm doing doesn't matter. And our party is full of shit too. And it's being led by people like Trump and Carrie Lake, who will literally just pathologically lie about stuff that they don't actually believe to achieve power or, or, or like, you know, idol worship. Then it's one of those things where it's like, it's not fun for me. And, uh, you know, that's fine. Everything's not fun in this world. And I, honestly, there's, there were always cons to this job. There are to every job. Nothing's like super fun in this world and you can't, you know, everything, it comes at a cost, but it's like, that's my decision is like, I'm not going to just be another person sitting here just trying to make money and not believing in what I say. I believe what I say. I think we can have success, but if our party proves that they want that, then I'm all for it. If our party, the majority of voters says, I don't care. It's about idol worship and cosplay. And I can be a hypocrite and a double standard because I voted for the right guy. So my hypocrisy is cool. And my double standards are awesome because I like Trump more than DeSantis. Then it's like, I'm I'm over it. You know, I'm, I'm basically willing to take five years off, watch the entire thing burn. Then maybe I'll come back once people figure it out and it's fun again. But we'll see. I'm not quitting or anything. It's just like, I'm being very transparent. It's like, I used to really, really be passionate and enjoy what I'm doing because I thought that our side was actually doing the right thing. But now the voters on our side and the majority of people on our side 
have basically come to the conclusion that they're totally fine with lies, hypocrisy, double standards. They're pro-life, but they're willing to throw a baby's heart in a trash can, even though they think it's alive because they want to win an election that they're not even probably going to win with votes that they're not going to pick up because no pro-choice Democrats are going to vote for Republicans. Just like, you know, open borders people aren't going to vote for Republicans if they say they're open border. It's not like the Democratic Party has already like cemented that position and talking point. So we got to win people back on our side, not cave our values in my view. But long story short, that's where I'm at. Let me know what you guys think. Bill Young says anomaly is a loser. You are very cool, Bill Young. Do you do you do courses, Bill? Do you do courses that uh do you do courses on how to be cool? Because I'm a I'm a loser and I'm trying to be really cool like you. So do you do do you have like a website? Cause I'll I'll pay you, you know, I'll buy your course and like, you know, I'll, I'll stand in the mirror, put on sunglasses and be like, man. You know, maybe maybe one day I'll be as cool as Bill. Let me know. Th throw your website out there because I'll, uh, I'll I'll buy your course. And then, you know, maybe next time I come back, I'll have shades on. I'll have on like a Gabanchi shirt, maybe some Versace pants. And, uh, you know, it'll be a much cooler vibe because, I you know, I'm tired of being a loser. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. I'll be back with more videos soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream rare chat or at dream rare chat due to censorship i post all my live stream and videos there sometimes i have some bonus content and i try to give people a heads up when facebook or youtube won't dream rare chat at telegram my instagram is at dream rare thanks for everybody following there for shorter content and dream rare links.com that's dream rare links.com has all my stuff my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.